Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. Hey, it's Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. Glad to see you again this weekend. Hope you're having a fine time. Today, we're going to talk about victory service dogs. Love this whole idea. With me is uh, Kenny Morrow, Vice President of Victory Service Dogs, which was founded by Steve Corey, founder and CEO of Victory Service Dogs. Uh, Kenny's here. Steve couldn't make it today, huh? Yep, he was out ill and helping a veteran in need. That's him. That's him. So let's back up and, and, and tell me, Kenny, how did uh, the uh, veter- or Victory Service Dogs, how did that come about? Because Steve started it, right? Yes, yeah, Steve and Kim Corey started it in 2015 because Steve was a Army veteran himself. And he started to learn about that there just was not enough services out there for the veterans and that the suicide rate and other issues with veterans getting out was skyrocketing. So he decided to start this program to help them. And so why dogs? What's what's a, I mean, you have a dog. Let's introduce your little buddy here. I have a three-year-old black and tan German Shepherd by the name of Tobias. Um, <laughs> he <lying>. helps me <laughs> with multiple issues, you know, PTSD, uh, TBI, and some mobility issues. Um, you know, the thing about a dog is, is, number one, you get unconditional love from that dog. And once that dog is trained to what you need it to be able to do to assist you with your daily life, livelihood, it's like your battle buddy. We all had battle buddies when we were serving. Now the dogs are our battle buddy. Or we could say the dog has our six, basically. Has your what? Six. What does that mean? Um, six o'clock position. So just like a battle buddy, you know, we have each other six. We're always watching out from behind this so something doesn't get us. You know, our dogs kind of do the right. same thing. No surprises. No surprises. Tell us about your background a little bit, Kay. My background is I... Went into the Air Force in 92. Uh, I was pararescue, and then I became avionics after an injury. And then after I served, I've had probably 30 orthopedic surgeries. 30? 30, since 2013. On what body parts? I mean. I've, had, I've had 11 on one ankle. Oh. I've had one on the other. I've had my shoulders done back. And I just found out last week through a scope procedure, I need a complete knee. My knee implant has failed already. Already? Yeah. So that's all because of what you were doing overseas? Military and college sports when I was <laughs> yeah. younger, yeah. Yeah, I got a few of those myself <laughs> in the old college days. But anyhow, so then you uh, came out. What, came. What time did you, uh, you uh, it's not retired, you're dismissed or whatever. Um Basically, my term of service ended in 2005. Okay, and then how were you when you came home? Obviously, you must have had some issues. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't play well with others. I was very uh, irritable and hostile, and I noticed I started having a vertigo issue real bad, losing my balance. And then um, I was not knowing where to turn. And finally, in 2010, a friend of mine who's a veteran's like, why don't you go to the VA and push the issue? And I did and was awarded my benefits. And um, now they have me listed as a 100% disabled veteran. Who And I go to school at CU, and I'm the vice president of Victory Service Dogs. I was a client, but because I valued mission, I was asked to become the vice president. So how did you meet Steve Corey, the founder? Because now you're vice president. You're you're like a big shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I mean, the joke, the joke, is, the joke is, is number one is because I live in Douglas County. I live in Parker. I kind of handle operations north of Monument Hill, and because I've reached out to people like you and KYGO and the different radio stations and TV, 
they've actually given me an affectionate term, the mouth of Douglas County. <laughs> but um, how I met Steve was I had talked to the larger organizations like Freedom Service Dogs and was told there's a humongous wait list. So I just Googled. I said, Google service dog um, organizations in Colorado. It pulled up victory. I did the application, Was came down for an interview, and was accepted into the program. So for those veterans out there now that might think, hey, it'll work for Kenny, maybe that'll work for me, what was the next step? You connected with Steve, you met Steve, that was the next step after you Googled him? I met Steve. Um, It is important to note that when you do go down for an interview, you have your DD-214, or proof of service, and you also have a letter from your doctor saying that you would benefit from a service animal. I see. Once you're accepted, they try to match you with the dog. Any kind of dog or one that's right for you. It doesn't have to be a certain breed. One that is specifically right for you and one that we feel would be most beneficial for your disability situation. And then how long do you you train with them, that you live with them, and this relationship between you and your dog builds? Yes. um, How we differ from other organizations are we believe on hands-on training. So once you are accepted into the program at Victory, we pair you with the dog once we find it we have you take the dog home with you so you can start to bond with it and then you are notified of your training start date so you and your dog both go to school and you both have homework assignments or training assignments to do because we feel the dog is being trained but the veteran is being trained as well so it creates that battle buddy you know dependency on one another which is necessary yes and so how has Tobias, how has he helped you? He he helps me. You know, he consents when I'm going to have a uh, one of my vertigo attacks. He can he helps me with PTSD because, you know, I'm in my 40s and I'm back in college at CU. And everyone knows that the mentality of new students ain't like it was 20 years ago. Oh, can't be. <laughs> no. no. So he, he keeps me calm and he keeps me from, you know, he just keeps me in a very stable place. Very important. Yes. And he's with you 24-7. He's with me 24-7, you know. Even some places I wish he wouldn't go, he <laughs> finds a way to go. So, yeah, he's he's with me 24 hours a day. Oh, what a what a great buddy that is, too. There's some, there, I think just normally there's a special relationship between humans and, and dogs in particular that there's a bond there. And in your case, veteran's case, it's special, real special. Oh, I mean, it it really is because, I mean, you could be a veteran that is, you know, having issues with their marriage or has turned substance of abuse, you know, is even pondering the worst outcome, you know, taking your own life, committing suicide. And once you get into a program where, once again, you have a structure of command, you're held accountable, and you have a living, breathing creature that is dependent on you, you know, it kind of shocks you back into reality going hey now i have something that i'm responsible for and that i have to care for now is the victory service dogs only for veterans currently we are for veterans only however though we are looking at addressing the issue with first responders due to the fact that we understand a lot of our first responders face some of the similar issues that veterans do and i bet they do yeah and a lot of veterans transition to become first responders as well well, that makes sense with your experiences and you know in battle, being a first responder is like a battle. Yeah, 
It is. So, is that what you do? What do you do now besides go to school? Um, go to school, and then I go around the Denver metro area. You know, giving presentations about you know veterans and service dogs, how to interact with veterans and veterans more specifically because we are kind of a misunderstood breed at times um and then i also talk about you know ada policies concerning how you treat a service dog handler and his dog so you don't end up in a legal battle sure i'll bet that's a possibility isn't it oh yeah it's 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 just you know the old saying is that Ignorance is bliss, but when it comes to a service dog team, there's no room for ignorance. I mean, if you commit an incident and you're a business owner, it could actually ruin your business. Really? Yes. Not a good thing. Nope. So is it male and female veterans that work with Victory Service Dogs? Yes, male and female veterans. Uh, are females working with you now? Yes, we actually have a we do have a couple females. We actually have a female who is a new member on our team. Um she was actually SAR in the Air Force, which is, you know, search and rescue for down pilots. So tough job. Tough job. Almost as like almost like pararescue, but it's a different classification. But uh yeah, we do have some females in our program. So she had some tough times and she's looking for some help. Yes. So where do you get the service dogs? We work with the different agencies. Like we work with the different shelters like uh, Foothills up in Golden, Colorado. You oh, know, sure, um, sure. The shelter in Colorado Springs. And then we also work with, you know, local breeders that are going, hey, I have a German shipper litter. Do you think these dogs would work? And then we have them temperamented tested and we start to work with them. So what kind of a what, what kind of a test do you give the dog before they say yeah that dog's going to work with a veteran? We 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 just need to see how their temperament is. You know the number one misconception is is if I have a service dog or you have a service dog and the dog's showing any kind of aggression, red flag. You know, and then it's running the dog through personality and even you say like a little smart test to see if the dog can pay attention to the person or if the dog is. <laughs> that intellectual, yeah, okay. <laughs> that it's that it doesn't meet the require that we we can tell by running it through some tests that you know it's not get a pick up on the training that it needs to do. So you probably turn down some dogs, probably more than maybe you take. We do, we do. Um, we have people constantly every day um, that are asking us for dogs, and we also have people every day wanting to donate dogs and we always have the same response we have to evaluate hey is this dog gonna be a good fit for our program or unfortunately is the individual just trying to dump their dog and because we're a non-profit they're going oh here you go yeah i get that how long does the training last then between veteran and dog uh training is 18 to 24 months uh with the caveat is that depending on your conditions that if you work really hard, you can be done sooner than that. Or, you know, it might take you a little bit longer. You know, we say 18 to 24 months. Um, I did it with my dog in under 10 months. But I was working them every day. And just like life, you get out of it what you put into it. Good point there. So what kind of training are we talking about? What are you doing together for 18 or to 24 months if needed? You know, um, depending on the dog's age, you could be like, if it's a puppy, you're going to take it to puppy school. You know, you're going to, you know, teach it the basic commands, you know, sit, stay, lay down, 
and how the dog to recall to come back to you. And then once that dog progresses to a different level, it might be like, okay, oh, you need the dog to be able to help you brace. Well, we're going to teach that dog how to be a bracing agent, you know, if you have a mobility issue, you know, if you have PTSD and if you have nightmares, we might teach the dog to come up to you and uh, wake you up. Um, like with Toby, if he knows I'm getting agitated, he knows how to bump me to get me to stop it. Or if I have a vertigo issue where I fall on the floor and I can't move, he will actually come up to me and go into a guard position, and then he will go find help a few minutes after if I'm not becoming if I'm not responsive. That's incredible training. I'll, I mean, that must take time to do that. It it does. I mean, the you know everything is a game and. Be honest, the training never ends. You hear, oh, I'm done in 24 months, okay? You've graduated. You have your certifications. Um, but it's never – it's an ongoing training, you know, because we can teach you how to do specific tasks too, like, oh, hey, open a refrigerator, open the dryer. You know, you tell us what you need, and we try to fit it in. Right. So n- tell me some of the disabilities you might be working with. But PTSD, we know that. PTSD, uh, TBI. What's TBI? Traumatic brain injury. Oh, boy. Um, you know, we work with mobility issues. You know, we have a gentleman who's an amputee, you know, with a dog. Um, we have a gentleman that, you know, has diabetes, and we're t- working with him on scent training the dog to let him know when the diabetes is. Um, you know, those are really the big, the, the big three, the PTSD, the mobility, and the TBI. And like I said, we do have you know, some amputees in our group. So, I mean, you come to us and tell us what you need, and we're going to look at you and be like, hey, is this feasible that we're able to take on this kind of condition? And I believe you mentioned this earlier in our conversation that when you do try to team up with the Victory Service Dogs, you need to bring paperwork. Right. You do need to bring your DD-214, or you need to bring proof of service, and then you also have to have a letter from your doctor saying that it is highly recommended for you to have a dog and that you'd benefit greatly from having a service dog. And here's the problems this veteran has, so you need to help him with this. They can actually disclose that. They can just write the recommendation because of HIPAA and HIPAA, priva- laws? HIPAA yeah. laws and privacy. It's right. up to the veteran to discuss all that because once they're accepted, they're actually going to have to they're going to tell the trainer, you know, what they have so the trainer can understand what we need to work on, you know. Like with me with my vertigo issue, I said I have a condition. I fall and eat the. I fall and eat the ground. So my trainer knew how to go with this. You have to be very forthcoming and you have to be very transparent to get be successful in this program. We're talking with uh, Kenny Morrow, who's vice president of Victory Service Dogs. Uh, now, you're Steve Corey, who's the founder and CEO. He's based out of the Springs. Am I correct? He is based. He is based out of the Springs. Um, our head trainer is based out of Colorado Springs. However, um, we are working with some trainers in the Castle Rock area, you know, in the Parker area, in Northern Black Forest area, um, and they are volunteering, so we are going to be getting training going. You know, we have clients in need all over the state of Colorado. Oh, I'm sure, and by the fact that we're talking about it right now, you might have a lot of inquiries about getting involved with Victory Service Dogs. So where do they go? A website? We have a website, uh, www.victorysd.com dot org or you can contact us at victory service dogs on facebook here's a question i've always wondered when you're walking with your service dogs toby the handsome one um i'm a dog i'm a dog lover 
So my instinct is to walk right up to that dog and say, hey, how are you, buddy? Is that a, a proper thing for us to do when a veteran has their service dog, or should you ask permission? Actually, you should always ask permission to, to anyone that has a service animal. And the reason is is that the dog is constantly monitoring us, and if someone just comes up and starts playing with him and I have an issue, he can miss it, which is going to cause more harm to me. But most service dog teams, if you come up and go, hey, what a beautiful boy, can I touch, may I pet him? I have no problem with it, you know. But if people just run up to him and start groping him, I'm going to have a problem with it because he's working, you know. he, Even though he doesn't look like it right now, as we can see, he's still <laughs> yeah. listening and paying attention to a point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I might confuse the dog if somebody just comes up, hey, how you doing, you know, let me pet. That might confuse him a little bit. Yes. Which is not good for you as a veteran. No, no. And, and they also look at me, too, going, well, he looks completely normal. Why does he have that dog? Well, my point is, is not all disabilities are, number one, are visible, number one. And two, you'd probably be appalled if you saw my legs if I was wearing shorts and saw all my scars. So, I mean, it's knowledge. Knowledge is power, you yeah, know. exactly. And it's none of our business. If you have a service dog, there's a reason for that. You're not just taking the dog. You you have a reason, and we need to be aware of that before we just jump in. Yes, and it does make it hard because there are a lot, are a lot of people that abuse the system, you know, and especially with the ESA issue, you know, ESA, emotional support animals. They are great for the people that use them, however— they are not a service dog. They do not have the same kind of protections of a service dog. And they shouldn't be viewed as a service dog. I mean, your pet that knows how to set could be considered a ESA dog, technically. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's good to have those dogs for sure. And why dogs? What, what, what is it about dogs? Why not, somebody might say, cats or some other kind of an animal? Well, I mean, you know, if you really want to look at it, you know, um, dog, number one, has been our buddy since the start of time you know number two they have that conditional love bondship with a human and they're able to learn very quickly actually ada guidelines state there are only two animals that are allowed to be a service animal a dog and a miniature horse because they can do the same workload really a miniature horse a miniature horse how would you work with a miniature horse that would be i mean you can't be going into king supers with a miniature horse Actually, actually, under ADA, if it is been trained and it's vested, um, it's protected because many horses can be used for bracing. They can almost do the same thing, you know, a dog can. Wow, that would be a bit of a challenge. Yeah. I would think. I I would too. You know, I mean, dog, and plus, you know, we just you know we just have that kinship with dogs. You know, and dogs are just cool in yeah. general. You know. Did you work with a dog when you were in battle? No, I did not. But there's dogs over there, aren't there not? Yes. Yeah. And are they trained similar to what you work with now? I mean, they do have high training, I'm sure. They have high military training, just like with uh, our police, with their canine units. They have, they have been trained to very specific, you know, mission and job and how to handle their job. Would they and they come home too? They come home too, yes. So what happens to them? They Can they become a service dog? I would say... If they had the right temperament, you know, there's a good possibility. I know there's an organization 
that adopts out retired military uh, working dogs. You know, but it takes just like with the vets with uh, the disabilities, it takes a very special, unique dog for that individual. So is it possible in a perfect world? Yes. You know, but having, you know, like a Belgian Millenwall that was a military attack dog trying to be your service dog, I would say there's a possibility, but it would probably be frowned on. It would just be better to work with a... From from the beginning. From the beginning to work with a clear dog, you know. I can imagine. I mean, that's a whole different kind of training, I would think. Yeah. You're going from almost not attacking, but kind of attacking to helping more. Right, you're going from like a protection detail to more of a helping and um, monitoring situation. Yeah, I, I would say that's true. So do those military dogs, when they come, do they go with the trainers then or people they were with overseas? Do they get those dogs? Sometimes those dogs are adopted out to their military handler. Right, You know, because of the bond they already have. Yep, and depending on the age of the dog. So what's ahead for Victory Service Dogs? What kind of plans? I know you need some fundraising. you got some fundraising stuff coming up. And where do you get, right now, where do you get your funding? Right now, 100% of our funding comes from um, corporations, local businesses, and just individuals that would like to donate to our cause. You don't have any government help? The VA is not helping at this point? Not right now, no. But are they interested in helping? Hopefully in the future there will be a clearer line on you know, funding for service dogs, and once they do a bunch more studies, there's always more studies coming out, like Purdue University has done a study on serotonin levels increasing between a veteran and his dog while the veteran has his dog. Wow. So, I mean, there's there's research. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be more of a trend. You're going to see more and more because there's more and more guys coming home that have... Obviously. You hear about it all the issues. time, Kenny. Yeah. It's all the yeah. time. And I would think that the government would help out a little bit with this. You you would think, I mean, especially in this state, because the state, you know, everyone's heard of 22 suicides a day. Yeah, it's a national I, I, figure. I was just going to bring yeah. that up. It's a tragic figure. Oh, yeah. But however, in the state of Colorado, the Department of Veterans Affairs has de- determined that in the state of Colorado alone, the suicide rate is 35% higher in the state of Colorado for veterans than anywhere else. Is there a reason for that? I in think- Colorado? I think it's because there is, I believe, six military bases currently in Colorado. There's Fort Carson. There's the uh, Air Force Academy. There's Peterson. There's Shriver. There's Buckley. You know, and just Colorado is one of those states where when a lot of veterans get out, they like the area, so it becomes their home. So I think at one time, I want to say – there's almost close to a million veterans in the state of Colorado, and I just found a fact from the VA, from my surgeon, that there's a, there's over 100,000 veterans going to the VA hospital in Aurora. So, I mean, you know, there's so much help need, but not the resources. The system's over overtaxed. Exactly. Can I ask you a real personal question? Yeah. When you first came back, had you considered suicide? Were you having those deep issues like that? Because this 22 a day is just, I, I just can't even fathom that. I would i would say, yes, I was. And then I was also saying that in the very young stages of my relationship with my wife, um, I was going to a certain college here in the state that was not very military friendly at the time. So... 
I actually wanted to do things to those individuals. And then finally it was, hey, I need help before something really bad happens. Well, thank goodness you realized that. And what was your next step, going to the VA to seek that help? You know, I I went to the VA, you know, and I'll be honest, part of the issues I were having were caused by just going through the bureaucracy of the VA. And the vets out there know what I mean when I say the bureaucracy of the VA. But it was just, you know, the frustration of hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, and hurry up and wait. And then you were seeing these other organizations that were kind of catering to different groups out there. And you're going, I serve my country. I could have died for my country. And I'm basically getting kicked to the curb. And it's very bothersome. It's a bothersome trend. Yeah, I'm sure it is. There's no doubt about it. Victory Service Dogs, great organization. So, again, I mean, if people want to donate money, and why wouldn't they, and help the cause, help the vets, how do we do that? Um, you go to our website, www.victorysd.org. There is a sponsor or donate tab there. Um, you can go to uh, Facebook, Victory Service Dogs, on Facebook. Also, if you look at our site... Or if you look at some of the websites, social media websites, um, you see events coming up. Like on um, 420, we're going to be at the Smoke Fest at the Parker Mile High Harley-Davidson. That's a fun event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, there's going to be dogs, hooters, girls, food. You know, on, on the 27th, we're going to be there. Um, May 11th, we're going to be at Dakota in Parker. Um, you know, we're going to be at the Boulder Boulder. We're going to be, we have a lot of. The Boulder Boulder, that's a big one. Holy cow. Yeah. And then um, in July, we're going to be at a uh, little business called Purgatory Cellars and Highlands Ranch, a winery. Yeah. They are veteran owned, veteran friendly, and we're teaming up with them. And we're teaming up, teaming up with a uh, brewery, Welcome Home Brewery in Parker during June 15th. So we have a bunch of businesses well, you, that oh, are working with yeah, us. Yeah, a lot help. of stuff coming up yeah. here. Now, is all of that information on the webpage? It's on the webpage. D- give it to us again, the webpage. www.victorysd.org. And um, if you go to the webpage, you'll see some pretty neat videos from CBS4, Chat Denver 7, Fox 21 and Springs just talking about what we do and why we do it. That's really selling, because I did see those videos. We sh- I'm sorry we didn't mention it earlier, because it really grabbed my attention. This works. Victory service dogs are important. And if you don't believe that, go to the website, read about it, read how Steve Corey started this, watch those videos, why guys like Kenny needed the help they have, and look look how your life has turned around because of victory service dogs. I'm impressed. I really am, and congratulations on what you've done. Thank you. And and, and just out of curiosity before we wrap up here, what's down the road for Victory Service Dogs? What are your plans? And how many dogs have you hooked up with vets Okay, in the the four short years that Steve started this, he's helped uh, 200 veterans. Um, We have roughly 30 to 45 dogs in the pipeline. We do have a small waiting list right now, you know, and we're constantly being called every day. In a perfect world, our ideal thing is is that actually have a facility, you know, in in Douglas County, which we're working on. Our next idea would be to possibly have a facility up in NoCo or Northern Colorado, you know, helping sure. the people up in that area. Um, 
we just are passionate. We have to take care of our own before we can help anyone else. So it's going to be a family organization ran in state helping the guy, the guys and girls of, in Colorado. Veterans. Veterans. And I think that's important because, I mean, you're in Colorado Springs now, and I'm, I'm sure some veterans that are right here or in northern Colorado listening say, oh, that's a long way to drive for training. You know, we like I said, we are in negotiations with uh, some trainers in Douglas County, you know, that one has actual facility in Castle Rock. So they're going to help with the people north of Monument Hill sure, because sure. I used to drive from Parker up to uh, Northfield for my training, you know, when I had my trainer up there. So, I mean, it's really, really good. You know, it's just you just you got to be devoted. You got to be transparent and you got to do the work to be successful. Committed. You yes. have to be committed for help. Yes, you do. And if you don't and if you don't feel that it's the right time. You know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, swallow swallow your pride because working with a dog is better than becoming an addict or and becoming homeless on a street corner with the signs that say, veteran, please help. And unfortunately, that's a sad story too, but I'm telling the guys out there, a dog is a better way to go than oh, drugs. There's just no denying it. Yep, that point is well taken. Well, Kenny Morrow, who's the vice president of Victory Service Dogs, I'm so impressed how you've come so far, and I'm trying to picture how it started once you got out of the service to what a spokesperson you have become. And I would think if you're a vet, even thinking, oh, I don't know if that's for me, reach out and talk to somebody at Victory Service Dogs and read about them, and then make a decision that's positive for your life and for your family, because there's a role effect, I'm sure, with your issues and with your family. Oh, there's 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 a humongous effect. I mean, it's gonna if you get the help you need and you're working with the dog, it's gonna improve your relationships with your wife and your other family. Because unfortunately, nine times out of ten, your wife or your partner right. is your scapegoat, and they don't deserve that. No, so you're right. You know, swallow your pride, reach out to us, and get the help you need. Nice way to finish, Kenny. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you. Yep.